listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Man. I don't know if you guys have been following me on Dancing with the Stars. I really don't care if you guys watch each week, but if you're voting, thank you for keeping me on to week seven. I'm finally past the halfway mark, and it's been an amazing whirlwind of an experience for me because, you know, this is so out of the box. Um, not only am I doing dance moves and performance that I've never done in my life, but I'm having a very therapeutical session that I've never experienced because of the fear that goes into performing, the fear of doing things that you don't want people to see you embarrassed about doing. Just the whole thing about it is making me realize that I can be, a, I, I have been too comfortable in my life. I'm 41 years old and I've been doing way too much of things that only Jeannie Mai knows how to do. Hosting television, going out there, public speaking, um, hosting television shows, live shows. I know that too well. So doing Dancing with the Stars has been an amazing experience because it's really humbled me to know that there's so much more to me once I passed that threshold, but I had to be forced to do it. So my next guest is a professional dance teacher. She's a hilarious stand-up comedian and an actress. She also is the founder of Black Digital Nomad, which allows anybody who's got some melanin who wants to travel outside of the United States, she can help you source the right place to go and to get out of America and experience something totally different like she has by living in Vietnam. So please welcome Jazzy Moss. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for having me on. It's so amazing to talk to you today. I'm excited. Of course. Okay, so first off, I got to guess this accent because the first thing I just heard you say is on. What is on coming from? Where's that from? I don't know. I, I'm from South Central. I lived in Philly. My grandma's from Louisiana. I lived in Texas. So yeah, it's just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So how long were you living in LA for? Because that's where I stay right now. How long were you living here? Um, I was born and raised in South Central. So I left at 18 and I went to Houston, Texas. And then I went to Philly, back to Houston. And then um, I came, I moved abroad uh, three years ago. And September was three years. And three years ago, you decided to live in Vietnam. No, I've been in Vietnam. It'll be two years in January. I started in Mexico, and then I went to Bali, Thailand, and now Vietnam. Yo, you are... Okay, first of all, you've named all countries I've been to as well. I'm so jealous that you are where I'm supposed to be right now. Right now. Do you know this year was the second year of my relationship with Jay, my fiancé? And I told him, I said, we cannot go further in this relationship until you visit where I'm from. Until oh you God. see what my people are like, what the country is like. You'll understand why I'm out here saving money all the time, why I'm <laughs> looking for deals, why I'm so passionate about my family. So we were supposed to travel and then COVID hit. And oh. it really wrecked me because I was going to take my whole family. It was going to be a surprise between Jay, his dad, who... He hasn't been in Vietnam since he was in the military. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. My dad hasn't been back since he's escaped Vietnam. And my brothers and I haven't traveled for a long time. So tell me, first of all, what Vietnam has been like right now. Like, and when you found out COVID came, were you glad that you were out there? Or were you missing oh, that you were home Oh, my gosh. Here? No, I actually was supposed to go back home in April to visit. But I didn't want to go through China because the stamp, the stamps on the passport and um 
when it hit, I was actually grateful to be here because they know what the hell they're doing. You know, they shut things down, you know, that they have no problems wearing masks here um, in Southeast Asia. It's a thing even before COVID. Um, and the lockdowns are taking very seriously. So when I was here um, with COVID, we kind of got word of it first because we're so close to China. And um, when I saw that it was going spreading crazy in America, I was like, oh my God, girl, I feel like I'm like in heaven here, you know, <laughs> the chosen space because um, it's so wild everywhere else, but they've really contained it. You know, um, we've had two lockdowns and yeah, it's not, as wild as the rest Can of the we world. Can we just so talk about is, this yeah. for a second? Like, first of all, COVID came from Asia. It came from China, uh, allegedly, right? So yeah. how is it that Vietnam managed to keep it much more contained than America, in which we are still quarantining? So are you guys quarantining yeah. too? No, we're actually free now. We've had, we just got off lockdown. We had uh, almost two months of serious lockdown. Um, it, after a hundred days of no new cases, maybe three people coughed and they were like, hell no, let's shut it down again. And so we were locked down for um, almost two months and we just got off a few weeks ago. Yo, so we're free now. Insane. Things are open up again. Yeah, I'm going to Hanoi um, tomorrow for the competition, the comedy competition that they put off. So that's going back. We're up and running again back here in Vietnam, which is, I'm really grateful for that. Jazzy, I'm so jealous right now. I, I, I wish I could be out there right now with you. That's crazy. I mean, the weather's yeah, warm, weather. right? Everything's good. Is everybody... Now, for anybody who hasn't been to Vietnam, it's very busy. I mean, we're talking thousands of people crossing the street at one time. There's mopeds everywhere. It's very... There's never a nice, quiet silence like we have right now in our, in our rooms, in our Zoom right now. We never have this. This is unheard of. Yeah. So... What's the what's the feeling like? Are people scared? Are they walking around in masks? Are people still dining outside? Because outside eating is a very big part of the culture. Yeah, it's gotten back to normal here. It looks like, you know, COVID wasn't even around. You do see more hand sanitizer. You know, we are still wearing masks, which is the norm here anyways because of the motorbikes and stuff. Um, so it's not too crazy. Um, you know, it's really, it looks normal. Wow. Like COVID wasn't here. Yeah. So, okay, so you decided to move out to Vietnam, and why did you pick Vietnam? Yeah, I was in um, Thailand, in Chiang Mai, Thailand, acting and things there, and um, they have burning season where they burn the crops and the air gets all crazy. So I was like, okay, I want to go to Da Nang by the beach, you know, and just live for a few months. I was planning on staying for about three months, and I loved it. I saw that there were so many new opportunities, um, things that I could do here. I wanted to start up comedy, open mic, dance classes. And someone told me like anything you want to do here, um, they'll support you. And so I was like, oh, it was a good fit. And so I just stayed. Can you help me understand? Okay, the last time I was in Vietnam, obviously there are people that speak English, but it's not as common as Thailand. It's still pretty heavy yeah. Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. You're doing your comedy acts out there and you're also joining a comedy competition can you explain like is this all in english yeah and who's attending yeah, this is all in english yeah and so there are more mostly expats and vietnamese uh, the younger generation of vietnamese who do speak a lot of english um and a lot of expats so you know there's a lot of english teachers here yeah. and da nang where i am is smaller it's a beach town so we don't have as much comedy as saigon and hanoi um but yeah, 
comedy's booming. I was really surprised to know that, which teaches you that, you know, especially being from LA, my family's like, girl, you got to come home to make it or you got to come home to do these things. And you see that, you know, we take ourselves wherever we are. And I really believe in the law of attraction. And when I say I want something, it happens. And so I'm in Asia doing freaking comedy. Um, and it's just working out that way. But everyone so loves dope. to laugh around the world. And you yeah. see that you don't have to stay in your comfort zone to actually uh, make things happen. And I think it's good for my confidence, too, because I'm in Asia. And I was just like, let me just try it, you know. Yeah. And it's going well. Um, and so I, I feel like I'm in training here, even though I'm paid and a professional now. But it's like just giving me the confidence to do things. And then I could take it to L.A. when I'm ready to go back. Totally. Um, and I planned on going back this year, but COVID um, for a tour. But yeah, it, it's, it's working. And you've also you go by the name Jazzy Moss, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jazzy Moss. Yeah. And so do you when you're out there in Vietnam, what has the energy been like towards you? Because you're black American, mm-hmm. you speak full-blown English. Do you speak yeah. Vietnamese? I try. Okay. <laughs> I try. It's very I'm tonal, impressed. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I use a lot of Google Translate. You know, <laughs> I show photos and things, but it's difficult. And even the Vietnamese, sometimes they're like, don't even try. You know, it's too hard. And I'm like, I want to connect more, oh, you know, with the a- locals, you know. So I, I try my best. Um, Isn't that true, time. though? There's two types of people. One the one type is like, I'm not even going to try. You're going to show me because I'm going to point to this bathroom picture or I'm just going to sit here and say as many sign language, you know, things yeah. as possible. Yeah. Or there's people who actually want to make an effort. And I, I think people love that. I think when people yeah. try, it, it means so much more. So I bet Vietnam really loves you for trying. Yeah. Sometimes I say, you you talk like baby. And I'm like, oh, man, but I'm trying. What I have to hear, tell me what you can say. Of course, um, Sin Chow. And, okay. You know, um, Sin Chow, which is like, hello. Come on. Yeah, come Thank on. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so yesterday was women's um, Vietnamese Women's Day. And so I was like, M. De Plum, which is you are beautiful to the women, you know. Um, Tam Biet, which, you know, goodbye. Or I'll see you later. And then after that, I'm just kind of, you know, at the market, I can kind of say some fruits, you know. Um, and a lot of times they're like, what? Like, uh, ah, um, it's coconut or, you know. Um, so I, I try. <laughs> I do try. That's cool, Jazzy. I give you props for that, man. That's, that's, that's just a real one to try to <laughs> soak in the culture, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can tell already that when you're in Vietnam, you definitely – are not just sitting at home and you're not just going to areas where people speak English. You're going yeah. in the market. You're probably taking yeah. taxi cabs. You own a moped? No, 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 no. It's I a little, do not. It, that's yeah, that's, that's really intimidating. Too. I said that I would like to try, especially here because it's not as busy as Hanoi or Saigon but, um, or Ho Chi Minh. But it's, um, yeah, one step at a time. I live by yeah. a, a man who said he'll teach me and I just need to kind of, try i see my friends doing it and i'm like oh my goodness it's more inspiring but then a grab is a dollar so it's like right. okay <laughs> and i think the crossing of the street is is just enough right has that someone yeah. actually walked you through tell everybody here how to cross a busy vietnam street now i'm telling you guys again there's not really any stoplights in vietnam yeah, I mean, you might really yeah no it's really and there's no left lane and a right lane and there's no everybody's going north and everybody's going south no everybody's going wherever the hell they want to go they right. can go diagonal they can go right across your toes they can go anywhere so jazzy explain to everybody here how you safely cross the street in vietnam 
Yeah, you grab your balls and you just go. You do not look at them and you just, because they all move, you know, it's a bike and you just have to kind of just, you just go. Um, if you're standing waiting for a chance to go, you're going to be late. You're going to stand there forever. <laughs> so you just have to just, I don't look at the drivers. I look at where I'm trying to go and I walk straight and they um, swerve around me. And that's just how you do it. Girl, you sound like you got it down. You got your fruits <laughs> down. You're, you're trying to speak Vietnamese to everybody and you know how to cross the street. I think you're yes. a local. It's perfect. <laughs> right. The other day I was, uh, I went, I have a bicycle. I went to buy a mop and I took my bike. I got the mop on the bicycle and I was riding against the wrong side of the street. And I was like, yes, I'm officially a local here in Vietnam. <gasps> oh, dang. Wait. Yeah, you're right though. Because if you get just a basic household supply, like a mop, you really do got to put that on your bike and figure it out. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're holding it and trying to, yeah. Wait, so why did you uh, choose Vietnam? Again, the, I was just really close to Thailand and just wanted to visit. And, oh, so it's uh, just really the weather and, and, oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to live by the beach and for a little bit. And I had planned on going back, but I just loved it. And I started doing comedy and, you know, teaching Afrobeats and twerking. And I was just like, this fits, you know, and the people are really kind here. And this seems genuine, you know, people yeah. are nice in Thailand, but it's a little different. It feels more genuine here. And um, they point, they laugh, you know, but I don't look at it as, you know, malicious. It's kind of like, girl, you're a black girl walking through this neighborhood. They have never seen you, um, you know, and they're kind. So if I wave, they wave and um, it just feels good. You know, it's not like the heaviness of, of America, which is mm. why I left. Ooh, that's so interesting. I, so just last night, um, Jazzy, I'm doing Dancing with the Stars, which do you know that show out here? Okay. So Dancing yeah, with the yeah, Stars. Yeah, uh -huh. And this particular week I had to do the rumba. So how trained are you in dance? Because I wanna I wanna I wanna dig into some of the terminology and the difficulty yeah, in not dancing. That trained, okay. Yes. I um yeah, I do Afrobeats. I know twerking, the sacredness of twerking. Um and that's about it in hip hop. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so you're more of a hip hop dancer. Yeah. Got it. So when I was doing the rumba, it is definitely a more sensual, slow dance. And I also wanted to tell the story of my parents' immigration, how my mom got from Vietnam to America, how she escaped communism. And I was so overwhelmed with emotion when I started to hear my grandmother tell her side of the story because there's such a kindness and a gentleness and a, and a, mind your own business type mentality in Vietnam. And I can't help but think it has to be because of a communist taking over and just robbing you of your freedom and whatever you felt you had before the government changed, right? Very different from America. So I find it interesting for you to say that America has more of a heaviness than Vietnam, even though Vietnam is communist led. You don't have right, the yeah. freedom of choice out there. You can get thrown in jail for speaking against the government or even being too free and happy on the street. So tell me why that is that you feel it's more free out there. Yeah, I just feel like, well, the heaviness of racism in America, um, you know, we don't deal with that here. Or it's not direct to where, you know, I actually saw a car here and it had bullet holes all over it. And I'm like, what the hell? There's really no guns here. Um, and so I walked up to the car and it was actually stickers, you know, and it's that those kind of things to where you're like, okay, if in America, those are definitely been, you know, bullets. 
but um, the police came by to, you know, during um, COVID, during the lockdown, I think they had some illegal um, immigrants here, I think from China. And so they were going by everyone's home to check. And I did not have my passport um, because it was, I was getting a visa extension. And the officers were really kind. My neighbor helped me, you know, because I, my Vietnamese is not that great. Um, and they were just really nice, you know, and it was just a different energy because I know in America, like as black people, we're scared, you know, if the police come to your door, you don't know um, how that's going to end up, you know, and they were nice and waving as they were leaving. And it was just like, um, just very light, you know, definitely different from the experiences we have. Um, Why do you think that is? I don't know. You know, I think that even with America's history, um, racism is, is in the soil. It's so deep, you know, and it's so ingrained. And I think, um, especially as visitors in a place, you're seeing more of the lightness of it. You know, you're treated as a visitor. So maybe that's the thing too, with if maybe if I was Vietnamese, I wouldn't feel the same way. But as a visitor, I feel welcomed. And um, as long as I respect, you know, their culture and their beliefs and their laws, um, I'm okay. You know, yeah. whereas I feel in America, even when you are following the rules and doing the right thing, um, you can be a victim of uh, police brutality and things like that. So it's probably just because I'm a visitor, you know, and I just stay respectful um, and they appreciate that, I guess. I, I'm not yeah. really sure. Absolutely. Well, we have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to dig into Jazzy's experience in Vietnam as far as friends and, you know, actually communing with people, how, how it's been to walk around being black in Vietnam and any specific experiences that have stood out to you that make it feel so different from America. All right, when we come back. We are back with Jazzy Moss, a hilarious stand-up comedian. She's an actress, she's a professional dance teacher, and she's living in Vietnam, which is the closest I can get right now to actually being there because I'm so bummed that I can't be in Vietnam. And actually, you know that they still have the ref the restrictions since COVID. We're not allowed yeah. as Americans to come out over yeah. there. When do you think that's going to yeah. be lifted? I don't know. When you guys get it together, when you sit down. And, and I'm actually, you know, I wish you could come. Like, hey, let her in. But I'm relieved that they, the borders are, are shut because that is really what's keeping... Vietnamese safe and everyone else here safe. And that's why the numbers are not crazy. There's, there's been no new cases in over a month now. Um, and it's because of the, the, the way that they're handling it, which is super serious. What part yeah. of Vietnam are you from? So family my family's from? from Ho Chi Minh, from Saigon. Okay, but okay. my dad is, he's in back, so he's from Hanoi. So it, we're, we're okay, both okay. areas, but I love Vietnam so much. I had plans to take my my family from the south of Vietnam, which is Ho Chi Minh, you land there. Yeah. Then I was going to go to Da Nang, Nha Trang. Oh, I was going to go to yeah. Hanoi. And then what you've got to do, though, what you have to do, Jazz, is go to Sapa. Sapa is I'm going one to Sapa on Monday. Yeah, I have the after the competition, I'm going to I'm going to. No, um, get ready. I don't know You're if I'm going to Halong Bay or the other island, but I'm definitely going to Sapa. You are not ready. It's. It's actually said to be one of the most beautiful places on earth because there's nothing as pure and untouched as Sapa. Well, but yeah. it's a trekking to get there. You have to take a crazy yeah. long um, train ride up there. Are you ready yeah, for yeah, that? 
Yeah. It's like a day yes, long yes, with like, yeah. And you know the bathrooms that are available to you are not going to be regular bathrooms. You know they're squatting oh, bathrooms, I, right? I, I, I got that, yeah, in Bali was my first experience with that. And I'm Can a you pro do it? now. I know how to pee without getting it on my big toe. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I keep my wipes on me because there's not toilet paper everywhere. I absolutely <laughs> love the bum go- gun, though. It's totally turned me out. But yeah, I've, I've been here yeah, enough to figure it out. But yeah, it's even at the hospital. I went to go get um, a tag removed and that it was a squatty potty. And I was like, why here? I wasn't even prepared today. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Wow. Okay, well, then you're a pro. That, I'm, I'm pretty impressed by that. And when it comes to, like, the actual communists out there, do you see them? Because when I was in Vietnam, which was maybe about eight years ago, maybe six years ago, six to eight years ago, they were standing at attention at street corners, at random, they're just randomly like soldiers standing around with huge, crazy AK guns, just chilling. Do you have, is that still around where you are? No, I haven't seen that at all. You know, the officers and things I do see are, they don't have any um, weapons. Um, So I don't know if it's calmed down or where I am, but even when I've gone to Ho Chi Minh or Hanoi, I didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't experienced that. That's really good then. It might be, I mean, it sounds to me like you're in definitely much more the social areas, which are fun and there's a lot of expats around. Maybe when you're in the more strict areas that aren't as as traveled, maybe that's why. Yeah, and even where I live now, like I prefer to live away from the expat area. Um, Here they call it Cracker Town. I don't know if I can say that, but they call it that. I don't. Really? Um, yeah, and so that's where all the expats live. And I'm in Santra near Monkey Mountain, where Monkey Mountain is, it means Santra. Yeah. Um, and it's very local here, very local. So there's not a lot of English. And I prefer that, you know, um, you know, Tet was here um, yep. in January and it's coming again. And this, that's their new year. And um, yeah, I would go to parties. I would walk by and kind of walk by slowly and look and they would say, come in, come in, you know, and feed you and give you beer. Oh. And <laughs> it was an amazing experience. I went to like five TED parties um, this year. And even when I first got here, I would walk by the local, you know, the local men are sitting there drinking and they would want you to come sit down and talk to them and take pictures and stuff. And we're communicating via Google Translate. And it's just a great experience with the locals. They're so welcoming and warm. And that is you know, I know dope. a lot of people are bothered by the stairs, but I just act like they saw me on TV or something. And they're like, oh, you, you, you know. <laughs> so I don't take it in a, in a rude way at all. Because it's like, girl, you are walking down the streets in these small towns. And do you notice at all people being afraid? Or, I mean, if they, what's the worst you've encountered? Yeah, there was one incident. Um, where a guy, I guess, was with his baby, the little toddler, and he was, like, trying to scare her with me, you know, and I was like, don't do that, you know, and I just smiled and and said, then child, you know, and she kind of softened up, but it seemed like he was like, rawr, you know. Um, Oh, you're better than me, Jess. (laughs) Other than also, I am careful because I don't want to call the scene. I don't want to get arrested abroad. Um, There's that. And it's also, like, is it really a big deal? You know, whatever. So he's ignorant. Fine. Let me continue to move on. Mm. Um, Cause yeah, I can't act a fool out here. <laughs> you know, I've had to really get it together. Um, but other than that, you know, they touch my hair a lot of times and um, I'm just like, okay, it's different, you know, but I feel like if they were repulsed by me, they wouldn't, 
you know, want to touch me. They would be kind of like, don't stare at things that you don't, you know, like. So um, I just, I think it's a mindset with anything because you can be like, oh my goodness, they're staring or they're rude or they're touching my hair. Um, or you can say, wow, they're, they're interested in me. I'm seen, you know? Um, yeah. That's and, a good and, point. Yeah. That's a good point. If they were, if they didn't, if people there didn't see you as a human being, they would, they would repel themselves from you. Yeah, they would yeah. treat you. Whereas this, in this case, you're saying that they see things about you that seem exotic, that yeah, seem yeah, unique yeah. or different. Right. Because in America, girl, I don't think it's right to touch anybody's hair. Yeah. I don't think you ever, right. I don't think you yeah. ever reach out and actually like touch. you could lose, yeah, you could lose like, fingers. Oh, you know, right. Um, <laughs> Them are fighting like, words. Yeah. Right. But am I going to fight and get upset every time I leave the house? You know, I went to my nail tech yesterday and I go to her all the time and my hair was down and she was like, oh, so beautiful, you know, and I'm like, thank you. Um, but am I going to get irritated every time, you know, at the point of, or if it happens? So I just had to change my mindset and adapt. I think it's about adapting to these new places and realizing that they don't see us often. Um, yeah, and it kind of comes with traveling in the territory. Now, if you want to be comfortable, probably stay home. Um, but if you want to explore the world, you know, you just have to brush things off because I don't want it to... Um, have a negative experience on, 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 on traveling the world because it's, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. Do you think that if the restriction was lifted, do you think it's safe to travel? Do you think it's safe? Let's say if your family mm-hmm. and me said, Hey Jazzy, we want to come and visit you in Vietnam. We want to come out there and, and, and we'll fly out next month. Do you think it's safe yet? Um, Especially do you think it's safe I, I guess not only the travel, but also for Americans to be in Vietnam. Yeah, I don't think Americans need to be anywhere but in their homes um, mm. with the cases. Like, I feel like, okay, if they open the borders to Korea, like Asia's done a phenomenal job with containing COVID. Um, you know, like I said, we have no new cases. It's been over a month. However, and that's, I think that's when the new cases arrived is when they started opening up uh, the Denong to other places um, from other places you know so I don't think it's safe and if you do you need to get tested I think before you leave when you get here and then quarantine for 14 days Mm. and that's how they had it that's what they had in place Um, and they had some people coming I think some um, investors or something from Korea or China and they tested positive but they were in quarantine so imagine if they did not have those procedures in place they would be spreading it again um and we just don't want that happening so i just feel like people have to just relax and if if we were all to just chill this would have been when it first hit we would be able to travel again but everyone's like it's you know it's not that big of a deal and so it's it's spread so yeah so widely um but yeah with the proper procedures like i'm going to hanoi you know but we've all been tested everybody here in da nang was tested um, for COVID. And um, yeah, it was a lot of negative tests. I don't think anyone tested positive. But with those kind of things, it's like, okay, it's safe now for us. But right. I, don't I would love for you to come though. But yeah, I, a girl, I'm going to I mean, that that is still going to happen. It's probably going to be the first place I want to do an extreme travel as soon as 
America gets their stuff together, like you just said, yeah. and 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 we figure out these borders because I don't want to put anybody else in harm. But oh my right. god, it really it, it really sucks to. I guess you don't realize how much you appreciate travel until you're forced yeah, to stay definitely. home, you know. Yeah, and I know yeah. the opposite for you. You may want to come here, but the fact that you get to go see Sapa on Monday, like right. who has that That's on their the, schedule? Yeah, right. Seriously. Right, exactly. Yeah. After competing and then going to Halong Bay and then Sapa, yes. it's like okay. Yes. Um, we're very fortunate. I, that's why I was saying I really feel like Vietnam is heaven right now. Heaven with big ass uh, rats, but it's heaven, you know, because uh, we have really gotten it together <laughs> and we're able to travel, which also gives me the chance to explore more in Vietnam and take yeah. advantage of domestic travel. You must um, right also now. get so much material from the things that you're seeing oh, and experiencing yes, for yes, your jokes. Yeah. Like, okay, absolutely. so here's one I want to ask you about. So there's, okay, so every time... I go out to eat with my family because I am first-gen American. Even though I'm Vietnamese, like, I still pretty much, you know, move like an American. I'll never be as hardcore as they are as far as being yeah. Vietnamese, right? Well, one time we went to a dim sum restaurant, and I remember that when we get all the dishes of food, I reach in with my chopsticks, and I get the food for myself. I may take some and put it on to my brother's plate or my dad's, but even though I'm trying to help everybody else out with my main chopsticks— the second they see that I'm using my chopsticks, everybody kind of freaks out, especially if it's my mom. And she's like, no, what are you doing? That's dirty. And she takes the communal chopsticks and uses that to serve everybody. So it's like, if you wanted to serve me, if you were helping yourself to some, I don't know, some bok choy, and yeah. you were thinking you were doing me a favor because I'm sitting all the way over here, my ass isn't going to get any. So you decided to give me some, but you were using your chopsticks. It's actually doing me a disservice because you're using your chopsticks, which are right. deemed nasty because we all right. should be using our own chopsticks from our mouth. So that's just one thing that my own mom would pop me on because I should know better. Have you had any cultural run-ins yet where you were like, oh, snap, didn't know yeah, I just offended eating anybody? First. Yeah, try eat for, eating first. Um, like at the last Tet party I went to and the spread was beautiful. Um, but again, I reached for food and you can, I can pick up on thing, and I'm just like, okay, you know, um, <laughs> so a lot of times they won't say anything to us, you know, but they'll be like, and so I'm just trying like, to pay attention. Their version yeah. of girl. Yeah, who right, right, this? right. <laughs> who brought this food again here, right? Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to pay attention. I haven't had too many faux pas, but even, um, eating pho like I watched your channel when I first got here or not when I, I was here for a minute and I watched it because I was totally eating pho wrong um that video was amazing though I loved it no um, way oh my god yeah. you're talking about my video on hello honey I yeah, did a video teaching people how to prop appropriately eat pho why right. did and you how like to say it? it because it's not po <laughs> pho. Um, it's pho yes yes it's pho um, I loved it because I was here, first of all. So I'm like, girl, I'm going to go today. I'm going to go straight up the street and eat some pho, real authentic pho, right? Um, and then it just kind of showed how to use the toppings because all the things come separately. So you have to assemble it yourself. And we just really don't know what we're doing when we're eating foreign foods, right? Yeah, you may true. think so. Um, and it also enhances the experience because if you're just eating it, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like it. It doesn't have much flavor. It's like, well, did you add anything to it, you know? Well, no, I didn't know. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, you probably need to do some research. But it was just <laughs> very informative. And then, like, I loved how your, your mom's hilarious, too. Um, yeah, she's pretty direct. The, 
the lingo. Yeah, you're here and you're like, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm experiencing here in Vietnam. So um, it's just amazing. I love the food here. I love Bon Sale is my favorite, which is a crispy pancake. Um, I love that one. It is so amazing to me. It's a restaurant that has it on special. And every time they have it, they send me a message like, hey, Jazz, you know, we have your your <laughs> bun sale today. Um, bok choy is amazing. The morning glory. Yeah, I wow. love the herbs, how they put herbs on everything. It's just really, really delicious food. I love it. I'm so impressed. And you know what? Since you check out American programming, I do want to tell you this. So, you know, um, are you aware of the talk show, The Real, that I'm, uh, yeah. that I'm on? Okay, with Absolutely. me and the other three girls. So, they launched The Real in Vietnam. And it oh. was mind-blowing for me because it was basically the exact same format of four different ladies. And they got, you know, they, they got the production down. It's almost exactly our same table. Um, it's, it's got the same stage. They come dancing out to the front. And these four women are styled very uniquely, so you can tell their own, you know, individual styles. And I think their age range is pretty, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty wide variety of, of experience that they have on there. But I was so proud of it. And just to see, I mean, we pick up a lot of shows from Asia. You know, we definitely pick up things like, like America's, America's Next Talent we got from China or from Asia. We also got... Um, mask singer we've got things like that but to see them adopt stuff from america to vietnam what kind of things do you wish you would be like i mean what kind of things have you seen from vietnam that you're like man if they just picked up this from america they would kill it here or vice versa any things that you've seen in vietnam that you're like yo americans need to do this i don't know why we're sleeping. definitely the covid restrictions you know i was like <laughs> hey i could write a blueprint uh, give you guys a blueprint on what to do wow. with this uh, with containing it because it was and we thought it was extreme but now that we're looking back you know hindsight's 2020 yeah. um but you see okay wow these are the this is how you contain a pandemic you know this is how you keep things from spreading so far and wide um that's definitely one thing um i wish the cost of living was <laughs> like oh, that up, you know isn't here. that so fun to go out to eat with like five girls have drinks all night eat whatever you want and you still be under a hundred bucks yes we're on the water eating fresh sushi that we're looking at the the people come and pick and you know um yeah and it and it's four dollars three dollars a roll uh and beautiful places you know um hmm i don't know what if they could pick up something what if i'm ever wishing that it could you know sometimes well then it's like okay but the price point so sometimes i'm like with customer service here if something's wrong they're like okay sorry you know and that's it it's not yeah. like oh let me fix it let me get you another yeah. one yeah. you know it's just kind of like i had a coconut water i got the other day and i'm like this is not fresh and they're like it's a fresh product i'm like no it's sour you know and they're like okay too bad you know but i'm also like you paid 60 cents for this. Buy another one. It's fine. This is $5 oh. in the States, you know? So just kind of that balance sometimes. But then I also have to remember, you know, it is what it is. You're mostly paying for customer service in America. I'm um, paying for that training, you know? So if it's so affordable and you buy two, it's still much cheaper, you know? Yeah. Um, but just adapt. I think that the having to adapt is really important to where you're not yes. just like, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish, you know? Um, well, Jazzy, of, you're, yeah. always, you're already teaching us here that empathy 
having empathy yeah. and having patience is always just going to make that transition so much smoother. And to be honest, I do think that in America, and it's not anybody else's fault. It just really is naturally how we are. We just have lost a bit of that patience with each other. Yeah. We're at yeah, our what's yeah. And now when you feel somebody checking you, you immediately go to the race thing. I immediately right, look at my yeah. surroundings. I'm like, is that a Karen? Is it because right. I'm Asian? You know what I mean? For real. And it, and it's that way now. Everything, a drop of a pin, you immediately think it's because somebody is right. judging somebody else's uh, race. So yeah. I'm so happy yeah, you're you having can't take that mentality with you. That's why I left America, right? So I yeah. could easily be like, oh, they're pointing and laughing at me because I'm black, you know, or or it's because you're a foreigner here walking around with freaking locks, you know, and very brown skin. You know, they cover yeah. their skin here. Um, they're really serious about that. And that's the only thing. Oh, is bleach in the products is the one thing that's kind of like, okay. But I make my own, I make whipped body butter, I glow up and um, it's all natural. And so a lot of, I sell that here. Um, so I just kind of adapt and if I can change it for myself, I can. But yeah, bleach is a, is a really thing, a really big That's thing crazy. out here. Wow. Thank you for, well, first of all, let's talk about that whipped body butter. Tell me yeah, where you can get that. Up. Yeah, I, um, and I sourced the, the, the materials, you know, I get them shipped in and then I make it myself. I whip it. And I was doing this in the States, but here it's like really needed. Um, because when you go to the store, everything is pure white, snow white, very white, 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 super white. I mean, and this even in the hand, um, my manager, a lot of the places, my landlord brought some soap in when I first moved because these places are fully furnished when you move in, they're ready. Um, and even the hand soap has bleach in it Each. when I was in Taiwan. Yeah. Oh, that's the, much more uh, extreme than I remember. And just so people, all of our listeners can understand, in Asia, it's very desirable to be white, lighter yes. skinned. Yes. My skin color is actually even not. Yeah. That's uh, this yeah, this that's is way here. tan. And girl, yeah. I mean, you and I would be pushed to the back of the bus. And really it's because... In, in their mindset, people who are lighter skinned are believed to be more luxurious and rich. Yeah. They're not yeah. working. They're not in the fields. They're not out, you know, um, and it's colorism. It's really colorism. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's definitely something that we hope to see change. And I'm glad you have your body buddy butter out there to give people options because some people yeah. probably don't even know that they can moisturize without bleaching their skin. Yeah. That you don't have to have yeah. that. As a, and it's still brightening, you know, shea butter is made with shea butter and cocoa butter, coconut oil, olive oil, yeah. essential oils. And so it'll still, you know, give you the bright look that you want I if want you're that. not wanting to bleach your skin. And that's why it's also important to have that self-love to where I'm not here feeling bad about, you know, um, the products here when I go on the shelves, like, oh, I'm not white enough, whatever. Or my skin is not accepted. Like I have to accept myself yes. and whatever's inward, is going to shine outward, you know? And so I don't let that bother me. And I know I'm still beautiful. And it's funny because I'll walk, like walk down the street sometimes and I'll listen to Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce as I'm walking in the market. And it just kind of helps us like affirmations, you know, mm. like, girl, your, your skin's beautiful. We're all beautiful. And you don't have to have uh you don't need society's acceptance of something right because yes. it comes from this weird place anyways and so if we're always looking for that um you'll be depressed and you probably won't be living your life anyway so it's just yeah. like i know i'm beautiful and that's all that that really oh matters. jazzy thank you for giving us that energy and all everybody around you in vietnam too tell us where we can find you and where we can support your comedy 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm on YouTube, but everything's under Black Digital Nomad. Also, Instagram is where I do a lot of things. I'm more active on Instagram, and that's at Black Digital Nomad. I also have a website for anyone who is wanting to um, escape America or live abroad and live boldly, bravely, fully, and freely. And you can find me at BlackDigitalNomad.com. Thank you, Jazzy. Yeah. You are amazing, Jazzy. Thank you so yes, much. I'm gonna you. I'm gonna connect with you afterwards to get myself some whipped body butter too, because I oh, want to try awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you. And when I come out there, I'll holler at you. I mean, when these borders yes, figure please, themselves please. out, I'll definitely be out there. Yes, we have to go get some Vietnamese food. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> some bun sale at your favorite place. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Jazzy Moss's story. And please do rate and review this podcast. And please, in your lifetime at some point. Do get, to, uh, do get to travel out to Vietnam because it is unlike any other Asian country in the entire world. And I would feel it's one of the very few countries left that are untouched, that when you visit it, it actually is a completely life-changing experience. Um, that it's one of those destinations that still is so pure. So thank you, Jazzy, for reminding us that. And um, everybody you. else, take care of yourself until we see you next week. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen honey, listen honey Listen honey, listen honey